And good morning and welcome to this Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we're in the month of June, every Friday we are entering into the Sacred Heart Hour so as to grow in our knowledge and appreciation for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. On this Friday, we enter into the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio by beginning with the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. As we enter into this Sacred Heart Hour, this is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. And we have a special guest waiting in the wings right now, yes, so we'll bring him on. Yes, we do, Father. Good morning. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Good. This is Howard Boyd. He's going to be our guest this morning, a long-time uh, parishioner at St. Paul's. And Howard's going to share with us a little bit what has transpired over the, last, things. over the last nine months uh, with the Sacred Heart at St. Paul's, and also a little bit of his journey with the uh, Sacred Heart. So good morning, Howard, and just go ahead and share a little bit of, of the story you have to tell about yourself and St. Paul's. All right, Chuck. Well, thanks very much for having me on, first of all. And uh, bless your whole crew there. You do great, great work, and we're so appreciative. Just a little bit of background on myself. My name is Howard Boyd, and my wife and I have been parishioners of St. Paul Catholic Church since 1985. Wow. Uh, we, have, we have three adult sons, all of whom attended St. Paul's School and went on to DeSales High School as well. Now, for me... Uh, honestly, I had been going to the annual men's conference for some time, and I had been thinking about getting our home enthroned. So lo and behold, while I was at the conference in February of 2015, I stopped in at the Sacred Heart booth and signed up for enthronement. And a few months later, it was in April of 2015, we had our home enthroned. And our home and throat was enthroned by my very, very good friend, who I'm sure you guys know, Mike K. Bing and his wife, Marty. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And may his now, soul rest in peace. Yes, Mike has since passed away and went home to the Lord. And I can tell you, he was just a very spiritual man and a great, great friend. Uh, Mike was with us every Wednesday morning in our Kung Cristo group. There were about six of us in a group. And we all got to know Mike very, very well, and he is truly missed by all. So it's now like six years later, and I know this for sure, and beyond a shadow of a doubt, that deep down inside, uh, in our brokenness as human beings, in our sinfulness, we are loved. I am loved. You are loved by our Savior, as we go to rest in the Sacred Heart. Truly, I really mean this before anything else. We as human beings need to know that we are loved by the Lord. And, you know, I believe Jesus is always pursuing us and longing for a personal relationship with us. 
One of my favorite scripture passages is, is in Revelation 3.20, where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. However, as we all know, God gave us a free will to choose. And every picture I look at when I look at Revelation 3.20 the doorknob only opens from the inside. <laughs> so I guess the point is we all need to do our part to let the Lord in. I know at St. Paul we have two Masses every day, a chance to receive the Eucharist. There's Adoration Thursday and just a host of other ministries. And we have just finished a book club hosted by Emily Jaminette, Secrets of the Sacred Heart, which was really, really terrific. And for anybody who hasn't had a chance to look at that, I'm sure it's probably back on his, on Welcome His Heart or go to Flock Note, and you can review everything that transpired. It was truly insightful. And after a nine-month novena uh, led by Father Wilson in our parish, last Thursday we had our parish enthroned to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It was just a wonderful wonderful experience and i was glad to be part of it so also i have this to say um you know many days many nights uh i just live in the lord and and, and in his presence and i personally can say this i have felt more joy in my life than i can ever recall and i know without a doubt that is just not happenstance but at the same time, have all my problems gone away? Oh, no, not at all. But it does seem to me as though my mindset has been tweaked somewhat. And I mean tweaked in a way where I don't focus necessarily entirely on our issues and problems and my problems, but more resting in the love of Christ. I think in Emily's book she mentioned uh, 413, which is the Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. No matter what, so no matter what, if I can just make one point here, make an attempt to be thankful and grateful to the Lord. Let the Lord, let his love and his mercy envelop you and feel the joy that we were meant to feel as Christians. Now, I know I can't speak for anyone else, but to me, in a, in a sense, the world seems to be spinning out of control and getting colder. And with that, I, there's another favorite passage I love, and it's in Matthew 11:28, where the Lord says, Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so in my prayer time, I do ask the Lord to give me that rest. And, you know, as far as the world goes, we Christians and Catholics truly know the answer. And in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. So I've truly come to believe that Christ is the answer to our problems. One other last point I would like to make is that as I personally strive through the sacred heart of Jesus to develop a more prayerful life, and goodness knows I have a long way to go. I don't really believe that from a spiritual perspective, at least, 
that anything is coincidental. And I'd like to just maybe cite just one example. Uh, it was Adoration Thursday, about a week before Christmas, and Father Wilson was doing the Divine Mercy 3 p.m. chaplet. And I was thinking, boy, I, I would really like to get involved to be a missionary in the home enthronement. And, you know, I, I sat in the pew for about 10 or 15 minutes just pondering that question. Finally got up to leave, and I was walking out of the back of the church, and lo and behold, about 15 minutes later, Father Wilson was just coming down from the choir loft where he did Divine Mercy. I think, and I brought up to him the fact that I really wanted to try to be involved in the uh, home enthronement program, and of course we talked about COVID, and that wasn't happening right now. But he looked at me, and I'm kind of paraphrasing now. He says, but Howard, I can see that kind of written on your heart. So what I'll do is pass your name on to a few people already in the ministry of St. Paul here. And guys, I can tell you, without a doubt, what a blessing and gift that has been to me personally to meet these beautiful souls. I mean, just salt-of-the-earth people. And together, I believe, and we pray a lot together, we are strengthening each other in our pursuit of a personal relationship with Christ. As Jesus said, when two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in your midst. And you know, Howard, one last, go yes, ahead. Sir. Go ahead. One last point. Uh, C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Four Loves. And I'm just paraphrasing now. And there's a term called virtuous friendship. And it's friendship in pursuit of something bigger than ourselves. So our sole mission is to help promote the sacred heart of Jesus in some small way in our parish. So if you don't mind my request, I'd say to everybody, read Emily's book, Secret of the Sacred Heart. Go to Welcome His Heart. There's just a load of great information there, and it's loaded with great spiritual insight. And get our homes enthroned. Feel free to call me. I'll be glad to talk to you about that. And to, as I was looking at uh, Welcome His Heart, I just want to make a quote from Father Stas Daly. He said, you know, I often get the question, why should I have my home enthroned? And he pondered and said, well... Who made you, and to whom do you belong? So, Chuck, that's about all I have for now. I hope uh, I met your expectations. Howard, wow, yes, <laughs> Howard, you exceeded the expectations. Howard, but I think... we could just replay what you said, and we would be done because it's yeah. like perfect. It's really we, we, you know, we pray about who to invite, and you know, would this be a good idea? And we know one thing: the Holy Spirit have brought you here this morning to share from your heart and uh, so beautifully, so and beautifully. Well, and again, uh, thank, thank you for that. I know that Emily had given me a text, and uh, I got to get moving here. But uh, <laughs> And then when, when Chuck called me yesterday afternoon, I was actually doing Divine Mercy at the church. Oh, yeah. 
And and how can I say no to Chuck Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Howard, Howard, thank you. 50 years I've been thank trying. Thank you, and we, we will continue on from a little bit more for our parishioners, uh, how they can duplicate exactly what's happened at St. Paul's and other parishes within your family. But God bless you. Thank you for oh, taking your you time. thank you so much, Howard. And know you and your family are in our prayers. God bless. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. <laughs> God bless. Bye-bye. Well, Father, how about that as a wake-up call? Yeah. Well, you know, some, some, something that really struck me is two things. Um, Howard was prompted by the Lord <laughs> to oh. step forward. And then he was not afraid to approach his priest. You know, and he didn't do it in an offensive way or an intimidating yeah. way or, you know, telling the priest, you know, well, here's another thing to add on your schedule. Yeah. yeah. But it was really beautiful because you could see that the Lord was working within Howard and the Lord was also working within Father Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I think that right there is a very powerful summary of all of the success behind anything pertaining to the Sacred Heart is that the Lord is the one who is the one cultivating the hearts, tilling the soil and, you know, Father Wilson, being a man of prayer, was praying and wanting to bring new life uh, and a deeper life to St. Paul's. And then here's this beautiful parishioner who is soaking up the life of his parish, and he wants to stay close to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to both of their hearts, and then in his providence, their paths cross. (laughs) So one's descending from the choir loft after having led the Divine Mercy Chaplet. So, I mean, I think that there's a beautiful uh, invitation given to all of our listeners. It's like, listen to the Lord. Listen to the Lord, and when, it, when, if the Lord is inviting you to bring the power and the glory of his sacred heart to your life, to your home, to your parish, don't be afraid to ask the priest or offer to the priest, is there any way I can help you in offering the sacred heart to our fellow parishioners? I mean, right there, as he explained what happened in the church, it's like, yeah. okay, the Lord was speaking to his heart, and the Lord was speaking to Father's heart. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of the priests— you know, they know the Lord is asking this of them, but they don't know where to begin. Mm. And they're not sure how to invite the parishioners. So you, if the Lord is speaking to your heart, you're not, your heart is not the only one the Lord is speaking to. So don't be afraid to ask, how can I help? How can I offer my help to bring the sacred heart to our parish, you know, to bring the sacred heart to our parishioners' homes? I mean, to me, that was very, um, it was very beautiful and it was also very humbling because you can see how the Lord is speaking to these different hearts. And then when you look at everything that's taken place, at uh, St. Paul's, because the Lord has been speaking to these different hearts, it's it's nothing short of uh, incredibly beautiful, amazing, and powerful. You know, uh, last Saturday, um, or one Saturday, I was visiting, I was taking three visiting priests from California on this little tour of the diocese, and we swung by St. Paul's. Uh, you know, it's such, it's such a huge parish it's enormous <laughs> but the church is you know newer it's about to celebrate its 10th anniversary of the new church i think and so we went there and the three priests walked in and uh they wrote they were able to meet father wilson but they commented on a couple of things first people were praying when nothing was going on people were visiting the lord they commented on the images of the sacred heart in the church uh mm-hmm. the spirit of welcome that they encountered and some of the people who were there. There was a wedding about to begin, I think. So mm-hmm. there was a beautiful spirit. And then they went into the Marian bookstore and the people that were there were just incredibly gracious, kind, and welcoming. But as we got in the car, one of the priests said, you can tell the Lord is loved here. You can tell mm-hmm. the Lord is loved here. And 
that's got to be like the best compliment you can have. Yeah. You know, when from visitors, like the Lord is loved here, you know. And one thing that really touched my heart is that they've been praying the prayer to the Sacred Heart for the nine-month preparation after every Mass. Yeah. Well, in two occasions, uh, fairly recently, whether it's a visiting priest or just a busy priest, he forgot to lead the people. Sure. And so the priest had already processed out, and the people stood up (laughs) and started praying the prayer on their own. Good. And, you know, and I I turned around, and most of them did not have the card. It's also in the bulletin Mm -hmm. and all. They had memorized it. It became their own because that prayer that we believe we were inspired to. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, promote, and now it's been thousands and it thousands. It literally fell in our lap. It literally <laughs> fell in our lap. But it's k- kind of an all-encompassing. It yeah. really deals with the heart. And I, I can see at St. Paul, which is our parish, a renewal. And really, this is, you know, Father, it, the world is getting colder. Time is ticking. Yeah. That to really be able to pray that this love and this flame of the Sacred Heart be spread to parishes. Yep. That it's, you know, when we couldn't go individually, but now there is a kind of a new path, a, another path, I would say. Yeah. You know, Many al- paths. Also, Exciting. Also for me, uh, when they do pray as a, uh, as a parish... And they say, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. It's almost like that's what everybody's leaving Mass then. Yeah. They're leaving with a humble heart. Yep. A heart that loves Jesus, has just received Jesus in the Eucharist. And now they're asking for their heart to be transformed. And I think, Father, uh, this prayer... Uh, is a very powerful prayer. And I also want to comment that St. Gabriel offered up prayer cards mm. up at St. Paul's. And it was going to be just get some cards up there. Well, Bill said they've gone through a five-year supply of prayer cards. He's, he's out of prayer cards. 15, He'll print more. He'll print more. 15,000 prayer cards. Oh, my gosh. Don't be sad. Other but parishes can, can have them, too, I'm sure. Think of where those prayer cards are yeah. ending up and how the Lord is going into homes yeah. that were unexpected yeah. and, and uh, so forth. So, Father, I think... This whole idea of what started for us 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago. Yep. And uh, 2011. And when we met and we discussed, you know, what is it that we could do to promote the Sacred Heart? Yeah. And I know Father Wilson, our son, said, you need to talk to Father Stosh. Mm. And uh, we had just come back from a Legatus meeting where we met this gentleman that challenged us. And I remember, Father, the three of us sitting there, and now we look at how the Lord, not us. Oh, definitely. The Lord has taken this and has created a whole program, Welcome His Heart. We've had a webcast this year. It's gone out to, what, over a 1,000 homes where people have learned more and more. We have the videos. We have a monthly newsletter. So... All of our parishioners, every one of you listening, 
you have been involved yeah. in promoting this devotion. And, and thank we you. definitely want to thank everyone who came forward to help support the apostolate of the Sacred Heart. Yeah. Because really, our heart, our heart's desire is to continue to spread it, continue to even have it translated into other languages. Right. To yeah. Really, it's the world. That has, you know, been put in my heart. Yeah. But, Father, the other thing is, you do such a beautiful job of articulating the connection between the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist. Uh, and I, I, I can see at St. Paul a growing fervor sure. for adoration and for the Eucharist, which is right in line with what our bishop yeah. Is, you know, leading us to deeper into the Eucharist, the heart of Jesus. So yeah. it's like, wow, it's, it's, it's true. It's yeah. so beautiful. It's not either or, it's truly. It's not both either. And. Yep. You know, if, if the three of us knew 10 years ago <laughs> at La Chateau Lane, <laughs> we're you know, still scared. <laughs> if we knew then at La Chateau Lane eating our croissants, what the Lord was going to ask us to do, I would have eaten a second one. <laughs> Maybe I would I might have, I know. I would yeah, have gotten more energy. Filled, yeah, I need that caffeine. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm exhausted. <laughs> but it's a good exhaustion. It's a good holy exhaustion, you know? But I remember... Um, and you know what? I think just, just the opportunity to kind of reminisce with all of our listeners uh, to help everyone, you know, all of us here at St. Gabriel Radio, those of us involved in the Sacred Heart movement, really, and all of the listeners, it's like, you know, this isn't just for a few. This is for all. Oh, this is for This all. is for all. And this is for, you know, every single person who has a heartbeat. Every single person who has a heartbeat. You are supposed to be a beneficiary of the heart of the heart of Jesus and to enter into that love. And um, as we have grown and progressed and spread the message and um, put out thousands and thousands and thousands of holy cards and, you know, over, well over, you know, several thousand home enthronements. Um, you know, the faith is strong. And, and I, th- I just want to encourage our listeners and you know, each of us here. It's like when you're in the midst of the uh, effort, you don't always realize how strong you are because you're just trying to survive. You're trying to thrive. You're trying to be faithful. You're trying to serve the Lord. But you know what? It takes an incredible degree of strength and fortitude to just continue. And we are continuing in our love for the Lord. And we invite all of our listeners, you know, parishioners at any and every parish, priests in any and every parish, you know, the sisters, uh, the moms, the dads, the grandmas, the grandpas, the students at university, the high school kids. It's like, just admit that you are made for more. You are made for the Lord. You are made by the Lord for the Lord. And his heart, his sacred heart is not only a powerful reminder, but it's also a source of encouragement when you see that when you see that Lord, that the heart of Jesus. You know, um, Father, you've mentioned this is that when we receive the Eucharist at Mass, we're receiving the King. We are our brother, yeah. friend, Jesus Christ, His heart. Yeah. And why wouldn't we want to then take that heart into our homes? Exactly. So our homes and our parishes. Yep. Both have that loving heart yeah. present, and the king is both over, he's in charge of both. Absolutely. And and here's a beautiful invitation, invitation following up on what you just said, Chuck. If your heart is weighed down because you have a loved one or loved ones who are maybe far from the Lord or struggling, they disbelieve or whatever might be going on, but if your heart is weighed low, bring them to the Lord by attending Mass in their name. 
you know, go to the Holy Mass, receive our Lord in Holy Communion, offer the graces you receive up for that person, for that son, that daughter, that husband, that wife, that mom or dad, you know, that neighbor, that fellow person who might have fallen away. You know, don't allow the struggles or the suffering or the pain of someone else to get between you and the Lord. Bring that person to the Lord. Offer them the heart of Jesus by first receiving the heart of Jesus in Holy Communion. You know, allow your home to be that lighthouse from which the light will shine upon those whom you love and you want the best for. And you know, times when your own heart is broken. Yes. When yeah. you really are feeling that yeah. hurt yep. and that pain yeah. and and that's real. I'm thinking it's such a gift to be also be able to connect with yeah. the human heart of Jesus. Yep. How our sin, yeah. you know, my sin has hurt his heart and hurt him. Yeah. And that, you know, uh, for myself, you know, I, I struggle more with the human Jesus than yeah. the divine Jesus. But that's times like that when my heart is broken. Yeah. It, it's a, it's, you know, a realization that I never quite had before of his heart. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I think just that that imagery, I mean, you know, the divine person of Jesus taking upon himself a human nature so that we know how to follow him and that we know he is with us. And we also know that there's an incredible opportunity for us to become so deeply united with him uh, to where there's always hope. There's always hope, even in the greatest moments of difficulty. And again, 10 years ago, uh, it was a personal invite by this gentleman Yeah, to say, you need to get involved with the Sacred Heart. Yep. I think of Howard going to the men's conference Yeah, you know, five years ago and being called and saying, this is something I want to do for my family. Absolutely. I think listeners out there, this is not a burden. No. This is not like, oh— how much time is it going to take? Or, you know, how are we going to work it within our schedules? This is a tremendous gift. And my challenge to you, and we've used this expression, just say a little yes. Doesn't have to be a big yes. <laughs> right. Just say it's true. we're willing to do it, you know, and let the, let the Lord then take it over at that point. And our second session, we're going to really talk about the other aspect, not just the enthronement, but now the honoring of yeah. the enthronement and what you can do right now, still in June, with a couple more days to go, uh, to continue to honor this month that's been set aside for the Sacred Heart. So go to welcomeisheart.com, uh, look up, get as much information. And if you have a parish or an individual that wants an enthronement, go ahead and let us know on Welcome His Heart and we will contact you. As we bring to a close this first segment of this Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we remind you, you did not lose track of time. This is not the first Friday of the month, <laughs> but because it's the month of the Sacred Heart, uh-huh. every Friday we are having these special segments of the Sacred Heart Hour. And uh, once again, this is a good reminder, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio is bringing you the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. St. Gabriel Catholic Radio is bringing you the holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ. St. Gabriel Catholic Radio is bringing you the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ every day. And so we offer up a prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving for the gift of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio in our lives and in helping us become closer to the Lord. As we bring to a close this first segment of this special Sacred Heart Hour show here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite all of you, our um, 
listeners, I almost said parishioners, all of our listeners to join us in the beautiful and powerful prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. One year after I graduated Catholic high school, I eloped to Las Vegas, Nevada. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time, I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus, and that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I learned that the Catholic Church was started by Jesus Christ, who gave the authority to Peter, and it has continued in succession down to the present day. And that was the start of my journey home to the Catholic Church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. God might not always like to bless us with health, wealth, and prosperity, but one thing He seems to enjoy lavishing on us is opportunities for trust. He's always been that way with the people He loves. He brings us into impossible situations so He can show us that He is the Savior. He did that with Moses. I know an army's behind you, Moses. I know there's a sea in front of you. Just keep running toward it. I'm going to do something really cool. (laughs) Are you in an impossible situation right now? Is your marriage overwhelming? Finances on rocky ground? Boss being a jerk? Friends failing you? You know, when you're at the end of your rope, you're at the beginning of God's rope. Handle your problems with prayer. We have a God who acts when we ask. And when we turn to Him with trust, we'll find that the greatest blessing He gives us in our trials is a soul that walks through life with a peace that surpasses understanding. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we are in this Friday show for the month of June, the month of the Sacred Heart, we enter into the second segment of this Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with a desire to renew our covenant with the Lord's Sacred Heart. I invite you to join me as we pray. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults, as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you and the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Please, dear Lord, help us carry our cross daily out of love for you, And help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. And we ask you to protect us and all families 
We ask you to help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. 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 Chuck and Joanne, this is not the first Friday, hey, but this Father. is a Friday. Yes, it is. <laughs> a day dedicated to the heart of Jesus, the heart of the Lord. Uh, today, we, you know, having entered into that beautiful prayer where we renew our consecration to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we're able to consider the depth, the richness of prayer before the Lord and how one of the fruits that he gives us is hope. You know, he fills us with hope. And for the soul that prays, the Lord is able to kind of make use of that open door. And he fills us and with so hope. And so many people are, you know, seemingly losing hope. Yeah. And, you know, I read recently a meditation by Pope Emeritus Benedict. Mm. And one little paragraph he said really struck me. And it said, those who despair do not pray anymore because they no longer hope. Those who are sure of themselves and their own power do not pray because they rely only on themselves. Those who pray hope in a goodness and in power that transcended their own capabilities. Prayer is hope and execution. Yeah. I, I never quite connected hope and prayer. Yeah. But it is uh, totally connected. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, uh, the meditation you just read from uh, Benedict Sixteenth. it reminds me of a conversation I recently had with a, um, a young man who's a student at OSU, very gifted, very talented. I mean, you, you would look at this young fellow and say, he's got the whole world mm-hmm. at his fingertips. He's got everything ahead of him. The Lord has blessed this young man. But, you know, it's oftentimes those who on the outside look like they are the most blessed on the inside. The struggle is so real. And had a beautiful, beautiful, heartfelt conversation with this uh, this student from OSU, and and you know he was just kind of just highlighting where he's at in life and the struggles that are there, and how he's easily overwhelmed with all this. And I just said, you know, here's the thing: I commend you for having the fortitude, the virtue of fortitude, to come and see me. You know, mm. now it caught him off guard because all he could think of was how much he's losing how defeated he is, how much he's falling behind, how little hope there is. And I said, it's actually quite the opposite. You're in the middle of this fight for life, and you're not giving up. You sought out a priest. You went to the church. You attend Holy Mass. You pray, which means deep within you there is that hope. But what's striking me is, not only is the virtue of hope there, but that virtue of fortitude, like you're still fighting the good fight. I know it doesn't seem like that right now because hmm. you're just getting hit on all sides. You know, you're getting the one-two punch over and over and over again, and it doesn't seem like you're really putting up much of a fight. But by the mere fact you're here, you are. You're putting up an incredible fight, a tremendous fight. But that fight that you're putting up to maintain hope, that is fuel that's fed by your prayer. Don't give up the prayer and keep the Lord at the center of your life, you know. And I asked him, I said, what is your, what does your room look like? You know, and he rents uh, a room in some dumpy house on campus, you know. <laughs> so he's like, I said, what does your room look like? He goes, well, I have the sacred heart and the immaculate heart in my room above the window. And I wow. said, praise God. I said, now here's the other thing. So the Lord and Our Lady, there's an image of our Lord Jesus, our King, brother, and friend, his sacred heart in your room. Beautiful. You have the image of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Virgin Mother of God. She who is our mother and queen in your room. Excellent. I said, how often do you bless your room? Mm. Never. 
So I said, well, you're not leaving here without a big jug of holy water that's got mm-hmm. a ton of exercise salt. You're going to bless the hell out of that place, mm-hmm. you know? Literally. Said, Literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, I'm going to brace myself for the you know that gust of wind that's going to come out of there when all that junk gets kicked uh-huh. out, you know? But it's like the little things. And it's just like, how often do you visit the church to pray? You know, I said, you know, here's something to encourage. I just encourage him. It's like, you visit the church faithfully for Holy Mass, but do you ever just pop in to visit Jesus for three seconds? Just a, we call it a pious visit. I said, because I tell you what, you go past Holy Name, you go past Newman Center, you go past this church and that church. If you just stop in and just genuflect and say, Lord, I know you are here. I believe you are here. And I know you sustain me in your love. Make the sign of the cross, stand up and leave. I said, that means... You that- feel like that's not enough. I think, you know, You're sometimes... You're tempted to, yeah. Whatever it is, we think, oh, I can't say a whole rosary. What difference? I just <laughs> say a decade. That's not, yeah. you know, or yep. if I go into church just for 10 minutes, well, that's kind of insulting to the Lord. I mean, that's maybe rude, so I just won't go. I mean, it's yep. like, that is the trick. Yeah. That's the trick of the evil one. Yeah. It's so true. I've fallen into it many times. Yeah. Just those frequent visits, the little visits, you know, huh. or even just, you know, if you're in your car, you know, driving past the church, just make the sign of the cross, acknowledging the presence of the heart of Jesus in mm-hmm. the Eucharist, in the tabernacle. That fuels your love and desire to honor the heart of Jesus in your room, in your home, in your life. That's how you honor the heart of Jesus that you've got hanging up in your bedroom is by visiting the Eucharistic heart of Jesus in the tabernacle. It's a way of honoring the Lord, keeping it alive, and avoiding that temptation to just allow the reality of the presence of the God-man, Jesus Christ, to be reduced to a picture. The sacred heart of Jesus is never a picture. It's a reality that's lived. The heart of Jesus, living in that heart. And it's a way of honoring the heart. You know, for 10 years, I cannot believe it's been 10 years, but for 10 years, we've been <laughs> advocating, propagating the devotion <laughs> yeah. of the heart of Jesus. And Chuck, what was it like? I don't know. It was early on, maybe nine years ago, we realized the real, the real length of the field we had to pick the ball up and run down was not so much getting the heart of Jesus into homes. It was getting people to honor the heart after yeah. he had been brought yeah. into the home. Exactly. And that's one of the things. It's like honor the heart of Jesus in your life by visiting the heart frequently. Not only the heart that's uh, exposed and honored in your place of residence, but the heart that is available for adoration in exposition and reception in Holy Communion in the church. Build that bridge between your home and the home of God, between the church that is your parish church and the domestic church that is your home. Honor the heart of the Lord. Venerate the heart of the Lord. Bring the heart into your home and then honor that heart. You'll find that the hope, that fortitude that we so desperately are in need of to fight the good fight, it's there. And the sacramentals help us to do that as well. Absolutely. The holy water, the blessed salt, the yep. of sacred images, yep. holy. Oh, that's good, Father. You know, as we talk about honoring, we're really talking about how do we make our homes Another Bethany. I love that reference. I, I do. I love that reference. I really do, too. <laughs> Especially when you know like what uh-huh. Bethany is for yeah. the Lord. You know, it's just And it's also just how important honoring the Sabbath is. Absolutely. Yep. Very much so. In fact, I just met with a young man yesterday, another student at OSU, and he's discerning the Lord's will in his life, you know, vocation in particular. And I said, well, in order to meet with me, the very first thing you have to do is you have to live the Sabbath. 
Oh, I go to mass. Well, that's great. But I'm not giving you the Hershey kiss just yet. Thomas being called soccer (laughs) Exactly. I say, go to mass. You're not getting a Hershey kiss. We're going to mass. I'll give you the Hershey kiss if you rest. You know, how many of us go to the the mass to celebrate the Lord's day, but we don't rest in the Lord? Mm -hmm. And I told you, I'm not telling you, I'm not giving you an excuse to be a sloth or to be like a holy lazy. No, but like resting in the Lord. Chuck, you hit the nail on the head. You have to live the Lord's day. And that's why Sunday is a perfect day to renew Mm -hmm. your devotion to the heart of Jesus. You know, he came back from the dead so that we would have life, and he offers us his heart so that we would have life forever. You know, I know when we enthroned our home 30 years ago, and we started to look at how we were spending our Sundays, and at that point turned away from paying bills, turned away from any chores. Shopping. And that's right, and mm-hmm. doing doing uh, laundry. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and really just honoring with the family, and what does that entail? You know, going to mass, saying a prayer in the morning, going to mass, uh, thinking about an evening rosary. It's kind of yeah. an attitude. Thinking too. about attitude. Thinking about having totally. a fun afternoon with the children at the home. Yeah. Whatever we want to do, or take a ride, or something, and then that evening, uh, really close with the rosary. And what we found out was. Everything else got done. Yep. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's, that is it's, true. It's almost like we were more rested and more effective in our other six yeah. days. And I think so there's a challenge out there as we talk to a lot of you that have enthroned your home. And I know, Father, you say this more than uh, one time. It's not a one-time deal. No. No, no, no. What do you no. say? Not one and it's done. It's not one and done. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one and done. It's not one and done. Yeah. And uh, so for all of you is to say, okay, we're still in June. It's the feast of the, sa- I mean, the month of the Sacred Heart. Just this Sunday coming up, which will be the last Sunday of the month. Just really make this Sunday. Don't worry about the next 51 Sundays. Yeah. Take that Sunday and say, we're going to honor the Sabbath. Yep. That's the challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember um, a conversation with um, a beautiful consecrated religious sister in the mother house, and she was in her um, 90s, I believe, retired. And I asked her, I said, "Um, when did you enter the convent? She said, "I right after eighth grade. I said, you entered religious life after eighth grade? She said, Father, that's what we did back then. Hmm. And I said, did you ever struggle? And she said, well, I was petrified that I couldn't live this life. And I said, well, I'm thinking to myself in eighth grade, I'd be petrified too. I said, well, what was the biggest issue at hand? She goes, waking up at 4.30 every morning. And I thought, yeah, that would definitely be something as an eighth grader I would not like. And I said, well, how did you overcome it? She said, I went to my spiritual director, a very good, holy, faithful Jesuit priest. And I asked him, I don't think I can wake up at 4.30 every day for the rest of my life. And he said, well, you don't have to. You just have to do it tomorrow. And she said, when Father told me that, mm. all of a sudden I said, I can do this. I can't look mm. at my whole life and say, I'm going to be able to right. do this every day. But I can, I can say, I will finish today for the Lord and wake up tomorrow at 4.30 for the Lord. It's the same with the Sacred Heart. It's the same with keeping holy the Lord's Day. When you like make this lofty, huge goal, like the rest of my life's going to be changed. It's like, well, that's nice, but why don't we focus on now? Yeah. Let's, let's offer the now to the Lord because this is where he's meeting us. Well, you know? that is so well said. I think about when I quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, public confession. <laughs> oh, yes. I love to smoke. And then I went into, you know, Stop Smoking, Riverside had a program. 
Chuck said he'd buy me pearls. <laughs> bribery is right. Always works. Oh, yeah, I love bribery. And so, so but, but it was like, just don't sign a little paper saying, I will not smoke and for 24 hours till uh, tomorrow. Yeah. And it was, it was small bites. It yep. was manageable. Yeah. But I think, you know, we can use that in the spiritual sense. Yep. I'm just going to say the Divine Mercy Chaplet at three o'clock today, today. Yep. It's and, true. and don't think about the rest of, you know, yeah. my life. But, you know, it just, um, the grace, give us this day our daily bread. Exactly. He doesn't say, you know, pray for a big, you know, stockpile of bread and you never have to ask me again because, you know, yeah. you kind of whine every day. Give me, <laughs> it, no, it's like it's true. today. Yeah, exactly. That's very helpful, Father. No, it's so true. It's manageable. It's, well, it's manageable. manageable. And I also think, you know, as we continue to honor what are we honoring and what's the Lord want? He's given us these 12 promises. We know it's like accumulation of maybe many things narrowed down in the 12. So true. And when I think of the first one, I will give them all the graces necessary in their state and life. Yep. When, when I think of that, why would you not want to enthrone and why would you not want to honor yeah. the Sacred Heart? I know. Because the graces, you know, I remember making a Crucial weekend, and we were talking about our spiritual journey and what prevents grace from coming in. And, and my, I'm not an artist, but I sketched a big umbrella, oh, you know, yeah. holding the big umbrella up. Yeah. And it was like all those graces being deflected. Yep. Yeah. And we need to put our umbrellas down yeah. and allow the Lord to say, you know, he's truthful. He tells us this. Yep. We can take it to the bank. Absolutely. No. And the beautiful thing about that particular promise is there's no one who's excluded. Anyone mm. and everyone, you know, their state in life is meant to be filled with God's grace and to receive that, you know, that outpouring of God's grace, like that imagery you used. I mean, I, I just find it amazing that the Lord knows that part of our human nature is to look for a way out. Mm. And the way he made the promises is like, no one can escape my love. Mm. All you have to do is turn, face me, and receive it. And then I think the second one, I will give peace in their families. And I know, Father, you deal with a lot of different families, and Joanne and I are sort of on the peripheral on this one. Not really. No. No. no we, I think as the family gets larger, more complicated, all the personalities, I I, I think it's ongoing. Well, it Every is on, family. Yeah. But we all need peace. And, you know, we, we know we can't bring peace through these cell phones, through the television, through um, a lot of conversations today. Distractions. Distractions. But he wants to give us peace. And the way to find peace is, first of all, the Eucharist and the Sacred Heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and we go from there. And then I will console them in all their troubles. I mean, you know, just, just those three you could take yeah. to the bank. I think, you know, there's something that's beautiful that's happening in tandem. Central Ohio has become this seedbed for the regrowth, the renewal, the revitalization, the and the taking of off <laughs> of the Sacred Heart devotion. It's true. Ohio is called the heart yeah. of it all. But in addition to everything with the Sacred Heart, there's a strong, undeniable, 
return to Eucharistic adoration and reverence mm-hmm. for the Lord in the Eucharist. And I, you can't separate those two. I mean, the devotion to the heart of Jesus in the home, in the heart, in the soul, but then also as a family of God, the church, the diocese, acknowledging the power and the glory, the reality of God in the flesh and the Holy Eucharist. Those two go hand in hand. And I think it's a challenge for us to make sure we don't separate our home life from our church life. And we don't separate the church life from the home life. The domestic church Mm -hmm. has to be strengthened in order for the church to stay strong. Our homes, our hearts have to be won over to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in order for our parish communities to be totally focused on the mm-hmm. Holy Eucharist. It's a both and, not an either or. And um, we have that beautiful opportunity right now. And truth be told, it's been taking place for quite a while, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, the presence of Eucharistic Adoration chapels, you used to be able to count them on one hand if in Central that, Ohio. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's just beautiful to see parishes carving out space, building spaces, mm-hmm. making chapels, you know, it, it's just, it's amazing. We are very, very blessed. But with that blessing comes a profound responsibility and privilege. But also I like to kind of consider it like a holy burden. Like we're sharing in the burden of the Lord of bringing people to him, to the Father. And, and for, um, not growing up Catholic, being a convert, I also see the wisdom of the church in selecting bishops at certain times. Sure. And our bishop now is a Eucharistic bishop. Absolutely. Yeah. And he definitely has a beautiful fervor for the Lord. And he's got, you know, he's, uh, he's chosen some priests to work with him, like uh, Father Streitenberger in that office of evangelization. You know, I, I, I am just still so grateful for the 40 days of prayer and adoration. They took Lent, and then they took an, an ancient traditional custom of having station churches every day of Lent. I, I And then totally they had our Lord agree. exposed every day. I mean, it was amazing. I, I treated it as like a, an opportunity for a daily pilgrimage. I'd go, I tried to go visit mm-hmm. every church that had our Lord. Wow. It was amazing. And it really did cultivate within me like this hunger for the Lord. And of course, the timing was providential. The church was starting to reopen and come back to life after the pandemic. But just to see in the churches people coming and going from all different parts of the diocese. In the procession. Yeah. It was just beautiful. Uh, So many things. Yeah. We really are tremendously blessed. And, you know, I think with that, we really need to remember to pray for our shepherds. Yeah. Pray for our priests. Indeed. And because, you know, as we say, when you're a factor in the kingdom, you're a target of the enemy. Yeah. And, you know, I think that um, how do we do, how do we help them? By our prayers, by our sacrifices, because we we need them and we need them to be strong. And one thing as we lead into the next chapters coming up. Uh, that's why I love the church calendar. Yeah. Um, we know we're going to have the Congress coming up in November. Mm. We know now you say, wow, that's a long ways away. <laughs> but it really isn't. I know. We, we yeah. also know if you want to do and start a nine-month novena, you're going to have to start it in September. Yeah, yeah. And keep going all the way through. So it's like every day, what can I do to spread the love of Christ in his sacred heart in my home, in my parish, in my diocese? And I know this year will be our 10th annual Congress. I mean, think about that. We decided, (laughs) oh, we're going to have this little apostolate. But you you said we want to have a Congress. And we said, 
or what about a conference? So maybe help our listeners understand yeah. a little difference between the Congress and a conference. Right. So, I mean, our conferences here are powerful. They are amazing. And they're definitely filled with the Holy Spirit, the men's conference and the women's conference. I mean, you just, you have to go. You just have to go and experience it. But the Congress is a little bit different. It, it, it doesn't have as, the Congress is supposed to be purely active. You know, you are bringing all of who you are, everything you represent, your home, your hopes, your dreams, your fears, and you're bringing that to the table where at that gathering, there's a lot being learned, there's a lot being debated, there's a lot being discerned, um, you know, and it's kind of like, well, what's the resolution of the Congress? That we will bring all of humanity here to the sacred heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in the conferences, we kind of bring Jesus to all of humanity that's gathered there. But the Congress is, you are, by participating in the Congress, you're saying, I'm representing everybody I know. And when I leave this Congress, I'm bringing the Lord who I have back to everybody that's around me. Um, and so it's, it, there's an inherent more like buy-in or more like a totally active uh, engagement in the sense that Everybody, anybody who I've ever encountered in my life, I'm representing them at this Congress. So there might only be 400 people, 500 people, 600 people, but each one of those 600 people represents anybody and everybody they've ever met. You are their delegate. You are their representative before the Lord. Well, there's so many beautiful ways that the Lord is using, and I'm thinking of our webcast that just happened with the, I guess, 900 people. Yeah. Plus over 1,000. Over 1,000. But as you say, Father, it's not about the numbers. Nope. But it is about sort of, I'd say, the old expression, pebble in the pond, (laughs) that, you know, it's the ripple effect and getting the word out. And yes, there is a need for financial support. Mm -hmm. And we're so grateful and thankful for our friends. But it's really about getting the message out. And, and, And people who do support this apostolate have have an understanding that we need finances to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's all connected. It's not either or. It's really, as you always say, both and. Right. And it's just beautiful to me to see the many different ways. And parish enthronement is something in Columbus that Mm -hmm. we have a particular uh, an opportunity because our postlets located here and yeah. there's so many willing to help. So as Chuck was saying, September would be the time to start. I'm out there saying, maybe you're called to approach your priest and not just tell father, this would be a great idea, but I'm here to help you. Exactly. Yeah. And my Bible study is on right. board. Indeed. No, absolutely. You know, and that's what happened at St. Paul's. It, started a steering committee, and there wasn't just one. There were like four or five part of it. Yeah. And that's really the way it works. You need a team, and as Joanne said, could be a Bible study, could be people there. And they're missionaries. We already have a group of people on fire. And uh, just approach the priest, just say, let's just start praying the prayer for nine months. Yeah. Because it's not about, okay, here's what we're going to do in June. No, let's just worry about the next day and the next day and the next day. And then then the Lord takes over. But I know, Father, as we're coming to a close uh, this month of the Sacred Heart, any other insights that you have 
that you've been able to look back on and see how the Lord has maybe moved something else that we haven't talked about? Well, I'm remembering a conversation I had with your daughter, Emily, and uh, and we've had it as well. People say, well, what's the, what's the first thing? What's the first step? And um, it's just like the Lord purifies my answers, and it just goes more basic, more basic. And it's kind of like, okay, the first the first step towards growing in love for the Lord, the first step in asking the Lord to make his love more known is mean what you say and say what you mean. Hmm. With the Lord, with your spouse, with your parents, with your children, mean what you say and say what you mean. Keeping that in mind, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Stop taking the Lord's name in vain. Cultivate that sense of holy awareness to the divine presence around you right now. Because if you can cultivate that awareness to the divine presence in your speech and in your mind and in your heart, you're that much closer to the heart of Jesus. And then it's going to be a lot easier to bring that heart into your home, into your own heart. And uh, because you start realizing, I'm not going to be that one who takes for granted the presence of the Lord in my life. And also, don't let don't let that come into your mind. Right. Even I took a book out from the library yesterday, and and I started reading it, and that was exactly where it was in their dialogue in the first yeah. few pages. I had to put the book down. Yep, yep. I yep, had to yeah. return it to the library. Yeah. And she said, "Boy, that was fast." I said, "Yeah, it was really fast." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was like. Don't go there. No. And the other thing is like, mean what you say and say what you mean. And also, um, surround yourself with believers. Hmm. You know, don't be afraid of being a missionary to someone who struggles with their faith. But please, for the benefit of your joy. I'm going to send them to you, Father. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) But surround yourself with people who also believe in the Lord. And you'll find yourself surrounded by good teammates who want to help you carry that ball down the field towards the Lord, bringing the Lord home. You know, we have discussed a lot, and uh, not only over 10 years, but also over this hour. (laughs) And as we bring to a close this uh, special Sacred Heart Hour on this Friday of the month of the Sacred Heart, this month of June, we um, invite all of you to unite yourselves to us as we renew um, our own kind of uh, personal enthronement of the Sacred Heart in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. And uh, please know that we beg God's blessings and his mercy upon all of you, our listeners, so that we are truly a people of the living God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. And may thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors, and grant us to know Thee better, to love Thee more, and to serve Thee without faltering. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Bless you.